welcome back to another episode of the 1% Life Podcast. I'm your host, Coach JT. This information is for educational and informational purposes only and is solely a self-help tool for your own use. I'm not providing medical, psychological, fitness, or nutrition therapy. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat any health problem or illness without consulting your own medical practitioner. As always, results of any kind will vary based on each person's unique circumstances, capacity, and work ethic. Have you ever asked yourself why you start things and then quit? The real reason. The reason beneath the excuses that we tell ourselves. Or why 99.9% of the people that you come in contact with do the same exact thing. Make excuses to quit after they've started or use those same excuses to never start in the first place. You know, my car's in the shop. I had to carpool. We've only got one car. I sprained my ankle. My kids started dance again. I had to help my mom. My finances are tight. I always fail anyway. Whatever. Beneath those, that's the real reason. Because you know you don't buy the excuses. We all know they're excuses. There's nobody that really believes they're true. You'll talk like you do. But when you're by yourself and you're thinking about it, you know there's always excuses. But that's all they are, right? People overcome them all the time. It's just stories that we tell ourselves to justify our lack of willpower. That's really what it comes down to. There is nothing else. Give me a legitimate excuse and I'll show you somebody that's had the same reason and has overcome it. I've been in this game a long, long time. 30 years I've been doing this. I've worked one-on-one with probably 10 to 20,000 people. And I hear excuses every single day. Every day. And people believe that they're real. They have sold themselves that it's real. You know, I don't have time. Saying you don't have time is literally lying to yourself. You do. I do. Everyone does. Or I don't know how. I hear that too. Everyone knows how to start, right? Or if you're listening to this, you've got the ultimate resource. I can show you, or you could Google it, or you could YouTube it, or you could go to the gym and ask for advice. You can, if you really wanted to find out, it's not that difficult. Or my doctor said I can't. (laughs) Guys, if your doctor tells you you shouldn't be exercising or you should cut back on your physical activity, your doctor's probably uneducated or selfish and just wants you to be there and be sick. What do they really know about health or fitness or nutrition or training or fat loss, etc.? Look at them. How many people have they worked with and helped get healthy, get off meds, lose body fat? You know, what do they look like themselves? Are they overweight and out of shape and sick and medicated themselves? You know, I'm not hating on doctors, but they don't need to be given nutrition and training advice. They, it's not what they do. I have kids. I hear that all the time too. Guys, I was a single dad for years. Suck it up. Work out at home. Take them with you. I used to put them in the truck at 5 o'clock in the morning and take them to the gym and stick them in childcare and work out. When I was teaching boot camps in the morning, I'd have to get up at 4.30 in the morning teach a boot camp before they went to school. I would get them out of bed. I'd put them in the truck. I'd put them back to sleep in the truck. Go teach boot camp class. Work out myself. Take them back home. Put them back in bed. Get them up. Take them to school. Pain in the butt? Absolutely. Possible? Yes. But I'm in school. So what? So where a lot of people (laughs) get up early, cancel other crap, stop watching TV, don't binge Netflix at night, stay off social media, stop hanging out with your friends, cut other crap out. You know, I don't know how to cook. We'll learn how to cook. 
You don't want to know. If you wanted to know, you'd know. Eat the same crap for two or three weeks and you'll start to learn. You'll be motivated to figure it out. Or I don't like the gym. You don't have to like it. It doesn't like you either. I don't go to the gym because I just love working out every day. People think I love it. I don't love it. I love the result. Go get a membership if you need. Spend $50,000 and buy your own crap if you, if you roll like that. Buy your own stuff and do it at home. Most people spend more money on junk every single month than what a gym membership costs for an entire freaking year anyway. It's cheap. I hear people complain that you know they're $40 a month. <laughs> Yet you'll go out to dinner and spend 100 drinking alcohol and eating garbage food and having a hangover the next day and not even think twice about that. It's priorities. At the end of the day, there is no excuse. Zero. If it's important enough, you'll find a way. We all have time. You know that's the truth. I've known people in almost every situation with every excuse that you could possibly come up with over the last three decades, and they'll find a way if they want. It doesn't matter what the physical impairment is or the financial strain or the situation where you live or access to the gym or not, whatever. If you want to do it, you'll find a way. Even the people with the BS excuses can find a way to start. How many times have you started and then stopped? You get excited, you get motivated, you see a fit girl or some guy that you want to impress or somebody you want to look like or you're sitting at home and watching the CrossFit games on TV and you get all fired up. You see The Rock in a movie, you take his shirt off, make a bet with a buddy, whatever. You get excited and you get ready to start. You make all these promises to yourself. But then what happens? It gets difficult. It's not fun anymore. The excitement wears off. Like any other emotion, comes and goes. Motivation comes and goes. And you quit. The vast majority of people that you know have started. But 99% of them quit. That's where the 1% life comes from. 1% of people that are morbidly obese right now will ever change. It's a true statistic. 1%. So let's talk about the real reason people quit. The reason behind the excuse. First thing is that you have no plan in place short-term or long-term. It's what I just mentioned. You get excited. You do it for some surface-level reason. I'm going to get ready for a cruise. right? What happens when you go on the cruise and you're done with that? I'm going to get ready for a wedding. I'm going to fit in my dress. What happens after the wedding? You have to have micro goals and macro goals, short and long-term goals. Plan it out. You have to have a map. Without one, you're just roaming around. You have to set your macro goal, the big goal. All right, let's say you wanted to lose 100 pounds over 12 months. All right, that's the macro goal. And then you break it down. Be eight pounds a month. Be about two pounds a week. Okay, so every week I need to be down two pounds. And you just manage those micro goals. And then you hit your macro goal. If you don't do that, you're just winging it. And you don't really have a, a reason why you're doing it. I know so many people that start and hit their initial goal. And then they're just good enough. I hit it. That's good. I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing before. You can't. Same reason you take a shower every day. Just because you're clean today doesn't mean you don't ever have to take a shower again. The second thing is, is that it's just, it gets too hard. It's easy in the beginning. It's fun. It's exciting. You got new stuff. People are cheering you on. You're posting about it on social media. But then it gets uncomfortable. And you lose self-confidence. You have to remind yourself that that's where the change happens. Right? Where things are uncomfortable. It's the adversity. That's what builds your strength and gives you self-confidence. Overcoming the hard stuff. It's not the easy crap. That's where you're at. That's how you got where you are. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
right? That's what aging is. Aging is the accelerated pursuit of comfort. It's dangerous. That's why so many people die right after they retire. You know, five to 10 years, they retire and then they're gone because they just get super lazy. And the third thing is you wait for support from others. I talk about this all the time, but you can't. Change your circle. Help is not coming. No one cares. Once you realize that and you accept that and it's okay and it doesn't bother you, you can move right past it. You need to learn to only take advice from people that share your values and have already been where you want to go, not from people that don't want to see you succeed, which is the majority. You you can't think that leaving somebody behind, they're going to be excited that you excel. If you got a friend and both of you guys are 300 pounds and you lose all that weight and you buy new bikinis and you start going to the beach and you find a new man and you start new relationships and you get a new job and all these things change for you, are they excited for you? You may say they are, but you know they're not. It's just not human nature. You're going to have a lot of haters, though. They'll be all around you. Collect the stones that the haters throw and build a freaking empire with it. You'll have plenty. The more successful I become, the older I get, the more I accomplish, the more I put myself out there, the more haters I get. If I don't have people hating on me, then I'm not getting outside of my little comfort zone. It's just the way it is. It's just an indicator. It's okay. And the next thing is that you get tired of failure. You get tired of feeling like a failure. You guys have got to think about failure differently. This took me forever to get the concept of. You just have to reframe failure as feedback. It's just necessary. It's just like if I went out and started hitting baseballs tomorrow and expected to be a good baseball player, I'd be sorely disappointed. I know I'm going to fail a thousand times before I even start to get it. But that's the only way. If I'm not willing to experience the failure up front, I will never learn to hit the ball. It's just that simple. It's easy to get discouraged when you see failure as a bad thing. You just have to reframe it. It's a good thing. It's necessary. It's helpful. If you're growing, it's inevitable. Just embrace it and use it to learn. Years ago, I had a sales manager that told me instead of trying to get a yes every time and focusing on that and being obsessed with getting a yes and scared of the no, being fearful that they're going to tell you no and being desperate, try to get 10 no's. Focus on that. The yes will come. And when I changed my perspective, the no was just kind of something that I got on the way to a yes. It's the same exact thing in anything else you do. You're not going to be good at it when you start. Just be okay with it. Learn from the failure and just move on. And the next thing is it just takes too long. It takes so much longer than what people expect and people think. The results are just not fast enough. You set unrealistic expectations for said goal. Here's the hard truth. You're where you're at right now because of years or or likely decades worth of decisions that you've made. Laziness, procrastination, excuses, lack of action. You're not going to change that overnight or in 60 days or 90 days. It's going to take weeks, months, years, depending on what your goal is. You have to be ready to settle in. And then even when you reach that goal, you can't stop or you're going to go right back to where you were, right? It's the shower analogy. Just because you're clean doesn't mean you don't need to take a shower the next day, right? It's easy to get overwhelmed if you're just looking at the big picture. This is what I talked about with the micro and the macro goals. Big picture and then small goals that just remind you that you're making steps in the right direction. You're not ever going to have it all figured out anyway. So many people are professional knowledge seekers and they have to have everything perfect. And if it's not perfect, they can't continue to do it. And they derail themselves all the time because of that. You just need to know what your next step is and take it and then do it again and do it again and do it again. All you have to know is that one step in front of you over and over and over. It doesn't matter if you don't know the rest. I did this for years. 
that I wouldn't do something or launch something or change something or try something because I wasn't sure if I had everything figured out and then I wouldn't make a decision at all and then nothing was going to happen. And the last thing is you don't know why. You don't know why you're doing it. This is the single biggest reason why I see people quit across the board. They don't have a why. What they've got is excitement. Some type of superficial goal. You know, I got engaged and I want to fit in my wedding dress. I've got a class reunion coming up. I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm going on a cruise in the spring and I want to look good. But then that time comes and goes. And then what? Then why are you doing it? And you quit and you go back to doing what you were doing before and gain it all back and the cycle continues. A real why is a deeper, visceral reason why you continue to do it. It's always bigger than the obstacle. It's always bigger than your desire to quit. It's always bigger than whatever your level of motivation is at the time. Something that you can reference that will keep you going. It's not always going to be happy. It's not going to be easy. In fact, it's the opposite. It's going to be hard most of the time. You're not going to be motivated. You're not going to be excited. You're not going to want to keep doing it. You're going to want to quit a lot. But you just reference that why and you keep going. Happiness and fulfillment are literally just moments in time anyway. It's not something you're ever going to achieve. It's another perspective shift for me years ago. I've always looked at happiness like it was something I was going to achieve, a certain point in my life. When this happens, I'll be happy all the time. It's just not how it works. Progress is happiness. Not quitting is happiness. Moments in time. Experiences. Learning to enjoy the process. Having a why. You can't ignore all the happy moments along the way to some imaginary pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It doesn't exist. I'm out. For more content, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. See you.